Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hi, guys. It's Amy. Hello, it's Jen. And I got in my head again, like, and we're here to pump you up. <laughs> I know we've done that before, but that's what it sounds like when we say that. I I mean, like, all I'm saying is, hi, I'm Jen, but like, I get nervous. Yeah, I, and I get nervous that I'm going to say, hi, it's Amy, and then you're just not going to say anything. <laughs> and I'm just going to be like sitting there like, hey, Jen, you there? Oh, JBC left. She thought I was. She, she is her. laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so today we're going to talk about well, basically the the inspiration for this podcast is that we put a story on our our Insta, and it was asking whether or not you think that you can find love during like with virtual dating, virtually. And, or with virtual dating, I think was the question. It wasn't like completely virtually forever. Right, Jen? Yeah. It was like, is it, is it possible to find love like right now during these times, something, I don't remember the exact wording, but the insinuation was like, can you find love through meeting someone that starts out with virtual dating? Right. And the response was like, over 70% just said no. Right. <laughs> so Jen and I were like, wait, we need a podcast episode to like peel through this a little bit, you know? And again, like when you ask a yes or no, like closed question, you sometimes get an emotional response. There's no reason. There's no way that we didn't get an elaboration on it. Like, why do you feel that way? It was just kind of like well over 50% was saying no. So what we did was compile five reasons why it is possible and also five pitfalls to look out for if you are going to be open to trying it. Yeah. And like ways to sort of combat the pitfalls. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, little tricks or tips to make those not feel so pitfally for lack of a better word. So wherever you are in this whole process, if you are actively virtually dating, if you are thinking about it, but not doing it, or like secretly thinking about it and not doing it, if you've tried it and then stopped all of those, stay tuned in until the end of this episode, because we have a lot of insights and goodies for you that can change your mind or really give you some input that can lead you down um, a really helpful path while this is going on. Yeah, love that. So why don't we jump right in? So what was, so I think you and I both came up with five like reasons that you should give virtual dating a shot or why it might even be better than, I'm gonna call it conventional dating. Um, Okay, so so my first one was that, we kind of are in this weird situation where a lot of the things that we do that, that use up a lot of our time aren't happening right now. Like we, we don't have work commutes. We don't have certain things that have been time sucks in our life before and conventional dating can be kind of a time suck um, for some people where it feels like 
they're losing two or three nights a week going on dates. But with virtual dating, it doesn't require that much time. So you actually get more of your own time back. Um, And for people who feel like dating kind of crosses the boundaries of their personal life because they feel like they lose their own time, that's not an issue with virtual dating. Yeah, and, and although when we were conventionally dating, we would argue that you do have time no matter how busy you are, you can certainly be much more efficient now when you're starting off in this kind of virtual world because, you know, I used to joke and, and we all did things differently, but when I was in my last stint of dating, like I would pick like a Saturday and then go on three dates on a Saturday, like coffee, lunch, and like a dinner. It was like date you know, day. Yeah, it was like, right. I said, so there's a way to do it that it's efficient, but now you can even like, you could have three dates. I mean, you have to have the mental capacity for it, but you could have three half hour dates with like a half hour in between and do that kind or three or four, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to travel to any place. Like you can really be more efficient in, especially the early stages of like figuring out who's going to stick and make it to date you know, two, three, four, and et cetera, mm-hmm. um, doing it this way. Yeah, ex- exactly. That, you know, they just, they require less time of you. There's, there's no travel time um, whatsoever. And, you know, I, I think everyone is a little bit more casual on the virtual dates. So it takes some of the pressure off um, in regards to like, you know, what you're wearing or like dressing for the particular location that you're going to, like all of that kind of gets put on the back burner because you're, you're dating from your home. Yes, absolutely. So number one, definitely more time efficient. Yes. So number two, Jen. So number two um, kind of piggybacks on what I was just saying that it's a lot more casual Um you know, I, I think we could all argue that in working from home, we're not like putting on our power suit or our heels or, you know, whatever we would wear to our normal job. Um, you know, Amy, Amy and I jokingly call it the mullet outfit. So you wear like the nice <laughs> top and then the sweatpants on bottom. Um, so, you know, with that same idea with virtual dating being a little bit more casual, um, you know, it it kind of bleeds into your expectations of what can come of it. Um, and Amy, I know that you'll help me like wordsmith this into the best um, explanation, but a lot of times when we set our expectations or we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, we kind of create um, the mentality that doesn't allow for authenticity or enjoyment or contentment to, to shine through because maybe we feel so much pressure or stress, or we can't even like really enjoy the experience. But when our expectations are lower, we, we find that we're maybe a little bit more carefree, um, a little bit more open. Um, and that's true to virtual dating because you're not having to like spend the hour doing your hair and, and getting the perfect outfit and, and driving to wherever the date is. And then like having that moment where you like walk into the bar or the restaurant and are like, 
which guy is, is he like all of that kind of reduces the stress level and allows this to be pretty low key. Um, and therefore possibly more enjoyable and more likely to lead to something because you are letting go a little bit. Yeah. And with it being at home, I mean, we always say that you should do where you are in your comfort zone, right? So, so if you feel comfortable, you know, having the mullet outfit on or like doing your hair, you just feel like your best self, uh, especially like an early on dating, then we're all for that. But there's no pressure. There's even like no pressure. Like, where are we meeting? Like, what's the dress code for there? You know, what am I, should I wear flats? Should I wear like shoes are not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> like little things like that. Exactly. Like obviously, you know, coming from the, the style aspect, I very much think you should like put your best face forward. Cause we're not showing our feet. So we're not going to say put your best foot forward. Um, but like, you know, so you should, you should be present um, and, and dress and, and look accordingly but no one's asking you to like put on the little black dress to sit on your couch for, for your zoom date or whatever. Um, you can, yeah, maybe like a nice neckline Yeah, or, or just like, there are some days where like, I like today, like I showered, but I certainly did not dry my hair. You know, it, it is that like, however it's going to dry, it's going to dry. Uh-huh. So even just like, a little blow dryer, a little hair, like a curling iron, not for very long, just makes me feel different. So again, that would be my choice, but it's not because I have to, because we're going to some place where I have to like look apart or fit in there. Not that we would coach that anyway, but there's just less pressure of like comparison of other people. Like it's just your house and you really have more to play with there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this is sort of a, an offshoot, but um, kind of along the same lines, there are fewer distractions, which means the two of you can really possibly have a much more in-depth um, or, or um, clear, you know, conversation because you're not being interrupted by the waitress or by the people that keep like walking by or by the sound of the dryer because you're sitting next to the bathroom or whatever, you know, all those things that kind of create distractions on a first date and might pull you out of the actual possibility of a connection. Yeah. And, and the, and that goes back to efficiency. So sometimes the distractions are kind of welcomed, but then that's also why, like, if you think about like virtual classes, they don't have to be as long if it's just like, get straight through, like, let's get to the point, right? There's no, like, like, I don't want to say that in terms of dating, but like, you don't have to have, it doesn't have to be like an hour date, you know, like you can kind of hang out for a little bit yes. and then get off. Yes. You and know? I want to, I want to come back to that when we talk about the pitfalls, because that's one of the, the pitfalls is I think people are like, well, how long am I supposed to be on this virtual date? And like, what do I do if it sucks? And I can tell that it's not a good fit, like 15 minutes in or 10 minutes in. So I think definitely let's come back to that. Uh, Yep. Yeah, we'll get back there. So let's talk about number three. Okay, so number three um, is, I think, just based on the results of of our survey on Insta, people are more reticent to do this. So 
the people that are doing it are serious about possibly moving forward with someone. Um, And you and I have chatted about this before that, you know, right now people on the dating apps um, are kind of, kind of come into two camps. There's either the people who are just looking to hook up or there are the people who are looking for something serious. Um, All of the people that kind of rest in between or maybe don't know what they want are probably taking a break from dating and dating apps and, and are, are much less likely to want to go on a virtual date because what's the point for them? Um, Mm. So you're much more likely to find someone who is actually compatible in terms of what you are looking for right now. Um, You know, if, if by chance it's someone who is, you know, just looking to hook up, that is going to be able to, that is going to be clear very quickly. Um, right. They're going to, they're going to rush that meet. Yeah. Um, and say whatever they need to say to try to get you in person as quickly as possible. So that's like the, that's the COVID red flag. Yeah. And I think when we talk about pitfalls, we, we can talk about too, like, okay, so what happens if you're on one of these virtual dates and the guy brings the conversation in that direction pretty quickly? Like, what do you do? Um, because, you know, no one wants to waste their time. And if that's not what you're looking for, then we can definitely talk about how to, you know, make your intentions known and, and steer clear or end that, uh, virtual date so that you can get back to your life. If that is not what you are into. Yeah. And I would imagine that a lot of times, um, you have had some sort of messaging exchange prior to even agreeing to go on a virtual date, right? You've messaged on the yeah. app or you've texted a little bit and those signs would show up. I most likely before you even got to the, the virtual, like, like why would they even bother with a virtual date if what they really want is to get you in person? So I think you're going to see that, kind of push yeah. prior to even getting on virtual. And then I would say, well, then don't have a virtual date with him. Right. Well, the, the, I guess the one exception that I'm thinking of to what you're saying is that they're on the virtual date because they want to do like virtual sex with you. Um, okay. That makes sense. So, right. but I think like, like we said, like you're going to be able to ID that real quick. Um, Right. You know, he, when he's like, what's your bra size or whatever, I don't know. Or he's like, take your top off. I think you're going to be like, this is, this guy is interested in this one thing. Um, and then you can decide, is that what you're interested in? Um, right. Yeah. I don't think exactly. he's going to like play the long game um, on a virtual date. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. Hi, this is Amy. Are you successful, single, and not willing to settle? Are you ready to end the relationship patterns that you've fallen into once and for all? Are you ready to hold on to that self-love you know you have outside of a relationship, even when you're dating or in a relationship? If you're ready, Jen and I have a special announcement for you. We are offering a three-module course on doing the inner work now, before going out to your next relationship, 
so you can break those patterns of picking the wrong guy or acting like someone you don't even recognize when you're with someone else. And for a limited time, we're offering all of this gold for just $37. I'm telling you, this work that we do with our high ticket clients is priceless, but we know that we're all stuck inside right now and we know that we're hurting. And maybe you've decided to put dating on hold for a little while, but this is actually the best time for you to be focusing on your number one, and that is you. So grab hold of this program now before prices go up. Give yourself the gift of focusing on you, ending those old thought patterns and get ready to show who you really are to those who are lucky enough to meet you. Go to www.successfulsinglefemale.com programs and click on the program, get ready for the next relationship, the inner work, or you can click on successful single and not willing to settle at the bottom of our show notes and that will take you to the program as well. Grab it while it's hot, ladies. Take some time to take care of you so when we can finally open up the doors and go back out dating, you are ready to roll. Totally agree. So number four. Number four um, is so important. I think that this is like the one motivator if if you've been skeptical, then this is like the one that is going to really encourage you, um, is that when you're virtual dating, the relationship or, or the, the date quote unquote is really built on, do we have chemistry? Are we compatible? Um, it's, it's built on getting to know the person. Um, it's not built on trying to get free drinks. It's not built on like someone trying to maul you after the date. Um, you know, it's, it's built on like the heart and the mind, not the physical stuff. So, you know, for so many women, that's what they want. Um, where they almost, I think sometimes say like, I just want to speed to the point of a relationship where we're like really getting to know each other and are in tune with one another, or they're looking for someone who genuinely wants to know them and, and understand them. And virtual dating sets up that premise from the start. Yeah. And there's, you know, we all, well, a lot of women have the concern that, that a guy is just into you because for physical reasons, right? Right. We've got, we've been fed those messages, whether they are accurate or inaccurate. Um, They certainly don't cover every guy. But there's that concern and that idea that it's just kind of like your shoulders and neck and head that's in it and that you can't be like physically accessed in the beginning. Yeah. Um, You know, it goes back to, and we reviewed it if you guys want to go down to a different episode, but there was a show called Love is Blind. Now with Love is Blind, you got like three dates and then you had to like get engaged to somebody. So don't do that. Um, <laughs> But the premise, they actually didn't see each other at all, but the premise was that they were physically and visually separated and they really just had to talk to each other. So there's really a a slowing down and an ability to kind of sit back and reflect and be like, what do I actually like about him? And And often that what you like also turns into what is the sense I'm getting about how he feels for me? You know, it's, it's both. Um, and you can do that on a, without so many questions, like, is he just 
does he just like me for my body? You know, does he just like me for the physical nature or, or how, how much I've done with him in the beginning? Like all those questions don't, don't apply here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really allows, I think if this was a, this was a post I saw on Instagram, but that basically comparing virtual dating to like a middle school girl's dream of what she wants the relationship to be is like, you know, she, she wants him to just like get to know her and like her for who she is. And like, finally dating can be that in the beginning, um, as opposed to, you know, all of the other things that can sometimes get in the way, um, for, for men and for women. Um, you know, I definitely know women who like to date just because they like the free drinks or the free dinner. Um, or, or go out to bars because they want to drink for free. So, you know, this is, this is mutually beneficial for, for both. Right. If you're in it for an actual relationship, yes. it's beneficial for you. Yes, absolutely. So number five, number five is we know that it works. We've seen it work for our clients. We've seen it work for other people. So if you have been telling yourself that it's not possible, um, which is what our question was, is, is it possible to find love virtually dating? Then I'm sorry to say you are wrong because we know people who, um, you know, have found relationships and, and love and it started with virtual dating. Yeah. And whenever you have that blanket statement, so there are things that we, we call distortions and one of them is the blanket statement. So whenever you hear yourself saying never, always, everyone, no one, slow down because none of that is ever, it's never true. Oh, I just said it. It's not (laughs) true though. (laughs) That's the only place that it, you know, never say never. Right. So there blanket statements are just not true there. And when we, when we look at the negative or we choose the unhelpful blanket statement, we actually end up creating that reality. So if you're saying it's impossible to meet people virtually, you're going to come up with a list of reasons why it's impossible. And you're going to look, your brain's going to look for reasons and you're going to get such an amazing case as to why it's impossible. And that is just not serving you at all. If you actually want to be in a relationship because, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation. So the the decision to just look at why it won't work is not serving you because you're putting your life on hold by doing that as opposed to looking at places where there have been success stories and opening yourself up to the possibility of like this could happen and what the heck like let me try it and see what happens and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and if it does then awesome you know what why not try this um but deciding that it won't work and kind of shutting it down is is really your mind getting in your own way. Yeah, I even think that that like is almost like a bonus, like it's our secret number six. Um, because if you are telling yourself that it's impossible and therefore you're putting it off and we don't know how long we're doing this, you could be prolonging the the situation that you are in right now if you do not like the situation you are in right now indefinitely um yeah you know we we could be doing this 
and I'm not trying to get political, but just in, in the sense of like, who knows, we could be doing this for another six months, another year. Um, you know, would you really, if you were having a conversation with yourself, would you really tell yourself to put off something that you want for a year or for six months, just because the way that you might start it is unconventional? Right. And starting, so choosing to not date because you need a break or there's some inner work you need to do, or you need to figure some things out, or you just need a breather, whatever it is, totally okay. That's fine. But putting it off because you're telling yourself that you just can't find somebody right now because of social distancing and having to start off virtually, that's just, that's just not a reason to not do it. That's just not true. Yeah. And I think it, it, when I hear that, it sounds like an excuse and it sounds like there's something deeper there that I Mm -hmm. would say to that person, like figure out what it is that's holding you back. Cause this is not holding you back, you know? Right. Well, when we're afraid of what we're internalizing as failure, right? If we're afraid of failure, then we figure out a reason to not play the game. So yeah. if you, if like you don't ever really, like yeah, I would just you, go to the bathroom. You wear, what would you, I didn't hear you. Like in gym class, if we yeah. were doing something that day that I was like, oh God, I'm going to be terrible at this. I would like go to the bathroom. I was just saying, so I was saying this to my younger son who I was, I'm a younger sibling and he was playing with my older son and he cannot beat my older son. Oh, like he just can't. It's just, it's physically impossible. Yeah. And he, he like faked an injury to like kind of slow the game down. And I was like, that is totally acceptable for the second, <laughs> for the younger sibling to do. You got to use just, like, the okay, power you have. Yes, exactly. You got to use your resources, but, but yes, we, we, we phone things in. We don't try that hard. We, we come up with something to focus on to explain why it's not going to work. We do all those things to protect ourselves. And at some point when it's not serving us anymore, taking a second to realize that we're doing that and then make a conscious decision if we want to keep on doing that is really freeing and important. Because the truth is, like, you say, say you try this and you don't find this person or whatever – You're going to grow so much from challenging yourself to do something that might scare you. You're going to meet people. So you're going to have like awesome stories to say nothing. If we had nothing else to come from it, you have no idea what kind of connections you're going to make with people or what you're going to learn about yourself. So being able to just meet new people when we're so separate from each other, I think is a gift in and of itself. Yes. Yeah, when you when you describe it like that, it's it's sort of like it's so sad that we stop doing that once we find like our person because you do you meet so many cool people, you have so many cool stories, and obviously you once you commit to someone, you stop dating. But like I, there were so many cool things I learned about myself or other people through the process of dating that. That's why married people or people in long-term relationships like love to hear about people's dating experiences because 
we get to like live vicariously through that person and sort of recall how interesting and fun it was to to sort of be open in that way. Yeah, and it's why when we talk about dating, to be able to do that with that mindset is so important because if this goes right and what you're looking for is like a long-term relationship, then this is the last time you're going to be able to have this experience. Yeah. You know, so being open and trying things, I mean, it's it's really a gift if you if you are open to it. So now we're going to shift to the the things to look out for or things that might come up um, and kind of guide you through a couple of tips here um, to overcome those, those obstacles. Yes. Um, So the first one I have is like, well, what if it's awkward and the, the advice or, or sort of response I would give to someone is you have to embrace the awkward Um, because this is awkward on both ends. Like this is, is might feel awkward for you, but it's also going to feel awkward for him um, because it's new and I, you know, anything feels a little clunky um, the first time you do it. And then after a couple times, it, it feels like a breeze. Um, if you think back to the first time you were going on a date ever, you were terrified and you were so worried about being awkward and then you did it. And then you did it again and then you did it again. And, you know, you just sort of work that muscle. Um, and, and the other thing I would say is like, I will, I should just say like, I love awkward. I think awkward is probably one of the things I like most about someone is, or like once I see someone in an awkward moment, I feel so much more connected to them. So I think that you need to just sort of celebrate whatever it is that's awkward about it. Um, I, I'm all about like calling attention to it, laughing about it, and then moving forward. Because once I do that, I'm at ease. So that would be, you know, for anyone that maybe feels similarly um, or, or has that same experience, embrace it. Um, laugh about it and then you won't feel so awkward anymore because it's sort of you you let the elephant out and now it's there and everyone can just sort of move past it yeah and I really think honestly this this fear of awkwardness on a virtual date um I want to call a little bs on it because because live dates can be awkward yeah live dates can be awkward. yeah and and if you feel like you're going to get stuck in it I would make like I said before them shorter dates yes you know have grab coffee tell them grab coffee like have coffee together (laughs) tell them that you have (laughs) tell them that you have um you know especially for like the first date like tell them that you have a, a a little bit of a break in between meetings like they don't know what you have going on you know give them a beginning and end to it just to get them in front of you and to get a little bit of a feel of of you know how it feels to be like facing him and having a conversation. You don't have to make it super long. Like I said before, it can be 20, 30 minutes and be done. Yeah. So that was actually one of my other, one of my other like pitfalls is like, so how long am I supposed to do this? Um, Cause I think 
with a conventional date, there's a clear end. Um, if you're getting drinks, it's like the bar is closing or the bartender's like, do you guys want another round? And it gives you the chance to be like, no. <laughs> or when you're at a restaurant, like the bill comes to the table and then you both kind of know like, okay, this is, this is the end. So I think for some people, this is the thing that creates some anxiety is like, well, how do I know when it's over? Um, how long does it have to be? And what do I do when I'm ready for it to be over? So I would argue um, that you probably only need about 15 minutes to know whether you would like to see that person virtually again. Um, and therefore, I think 20 to 30 minutes, like you said, is perfect. Um, it doesn't need to be a lot longer. Um, and, and frankly, given the fact that we talked about there are fewer distractions, um, the first one might actually be pretty short just because you guys are working out the nerves, um, figuring out if it's your first virtual date, like what it feels like to be on a virtual date. Um, and then, you know, your next one could maybe be a little longer. So I think you don't have to have a date that's any longer than 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and kind of what, what you said, Amy, and I'm a huge advocate of this. I feel like I talk about it on every third podcast, but <laughs> have, have an exit strategy. Um, know before the date starts what you will say um, to end the date. Yes. And so, so I don't know if you can hear her, but Claudia is grunting in agreement. A um, hundred. And so like, if you know, okay, the date's starting at seven and at 745, I need to end it because my show's coming on or my mom said she was going to call or, you know, I'm supposed to do a happy hour, a virtual happy hour with my girlfriends, whatever it is, wh whether it's real or, you know, created in your mind. Um, it's the perfect sort of way to put you at ease because you're not going to feel like, oh my God, this thing's going to last three hours and we're going to run out of things to talk about because you know when it's going to end and you know how you're going to end. Yeah. And you can share that with him. Like, Hey, I've got 20 minutes between these two meetings. You want to hop on and just like have like a cup of coffee and just chat. Yes. Um, and then it also takes the pressure off of having to be the one on the date to be like, well, I got to go, you know, or it's not, it doesn't feel abrupt. He knows it already. And if you're having a really great time, you can always get some random <clears throat> fake call on your phone that pushes that meeting back. You know, yes. you can always adjust. And you can do this on a live date as well. But a lot of times there, and like I said before, this is not an excuse to not do virtual dating. I feel like this is something that we tell ourselves so we don't do virtual dating. But in reality, this comes up on live dates probably more because you're physically there. I mean, if push comes to shove, you could just hang up. You could just shut your computer and be like, I'm out. You know, I don't want to be here anymore. If you wanted to do that, um, you're not literally stuck in a restaurant with some guy who's like, who you don't know how to get out, like you don't know how to, like that seems like much a bit, so much more of a bigger problem in live dating than it is in virtual dating. Yeah, I, I think that that we're, you know, doing a good job of sort of rewriting the the fear of virtual dating because I think it's the only thing that the that might come up for people is just that it's new, so it feels scarier. Mm -hmm. um, 
but but it really is not scary um in many ways so i love that you said that um when i'm kind of jumping in there and being like this isn't true i'm not trying to do it in like any sort of condescending way and i'm doing it in a like don't listen to the part of your brain that's saying that because that's the part of your brain that's getting in the way or getting in between you and what you actually want if you want a relationship then pushing past and actually asking like does that make sense that i think it would be awkward and the truth is like like we said before awkward's not bad and when we do things that scare us we we walk away with with like with a high from it because we've conquered something so there's no real there's perceived risk like and stress around doing something like this but it it actually when you really break it down the risk of hopping on a computer call with somebody is so much lower than like getting all done up and like taking like public transportation or driving yourself to some some like new location to meet somebody like that's such a higher risk level than doing this yeah 100% and and I love that you said that I just want to tell you I never felt like you were condescending to me but in case anyone listening was worried yeah just in case because I know (laughs) that it's a little I'm like I'm like that's bullshit you know like that's not true but I'm not trying to say listen my my brain does that too and I need to check myself and be like "Eh, is that right you know so that's that's kind of our job here to like help you see the other side of it so you get what you want yes so what do we got next okay so the next one is and i and and we're kind of like we're really trying relating here because a lot of these really relate to one another but i think another one that gets people nervous is so how am i supposed to make this date interesting um Mm -hmm you know, like, are we just going to stare at each other on our computers or phones and like talk (laughs) that can feel, you know, there's no like football game happening on the big screen at the bar. There's no waiter that comes up and interrupts you. You know, there's no like ax throwing or trivia playing, you know, that kind of creates momentum. So, you know, obviously you're more than welcome to just have it, have a date where you just talk. Um, but if you're looking for some other things, you know, you could do something that relates to something that the two of you are both interested in. So let's say you both love like mixed drinks. You both could make like a mixed drink and, and share, um, what you're making with one another. So it's like, as if you were going to like a mixology class, um, but you're just doing it from your separate homes. Um, I, I know people who have done like they cook dinner um, and they're in their separate homes cooking dinner, but they're both like talking while they're doing it, um, kind of sharing what they're cooking. Um, you could play a game. Um, I know, Amy, you do this, right? Like you play games on the internet with, with your friends. Yeah, we play. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is like a first date thing, but it can be. We play cards against humanity. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that's a huge icebreaker. I mean, if he's game or no pun intended, if he's down <laughs> for something like that, um, you definitely can. And, and, or even just keep it really simple and short, right? So there's an acronym for you kiss on the first date, but don't kiss, um, cause of Corona. So keep it simple and short if you want to just for the first dates and then 
say, hey, what do you want? You can keep it open to like, what do you want to do, even though you guys are separate? Yeah. On the next dates. Yeah. And, and, you know, if anyone's looking for kind of like, well, how do I communicate that? Um, Because obviously this is a slightly different situation than, you know, a typical like dinner and drinks date. You know, at the end of it, you could just be like, hey, I got to run because I have to do whatever, whatever your exit strategy is. And then be like, I'd love to do this again. Um, you know, let me know another night that's good for you. And, and you know, maybe we try something different next time. Um, let me know what you're up for. Yeah. And, and what I've also found during this time is that, and I think you have this with regular dates too, but there's more messaging. Like there's more, there's more, I don't want to say verbal because some of it is texting, but there's more communicating through words, whether written or, um, you know, with the video dating, because it's such easy access to be able to do it that you, the same way you would work around, like, Hey, what do you want to do on our next date? You can do that virtually. Like it doesn't always have to be like, okay, I guess I'll just talk to you next time. Like you guys can be creative. And if he's been dating, Virtually, he might have some good suggestions too. Yeah. Um, and then, so I said there were five pitfalls, but I only have four written down. So I, I have a fifth one. Uh, yeah, okay. I have a fifth one. Um, so it kind of, I have the two sides of it. So if you have the right mindset for doing this and you're, and when I say right, again, we're talking to people who kind of are looking for that person or want a longer relationship. Um, because it takes more time to trust and like actually start meeting in person. And even when you meet in person, then, then deciding like how, you know, are you going to be comfortable with holding hands? Like, are you going to be comfortable with masks off? Like, what is that going to exactly look like? You know, because it's so slow, it really helps you assess each person that you're meeting and really decide whether it's worth it to move forward. So that's actually a plus, but a pitfall could be that if you're going into it with like a scarcity mindset, like I, I, I'm on this timeline, I need to find someone soon. You can end up even just as like a virtual relationship, shutting things down and committing too quickly. So really being willing to, to, especially if you're close to virtual dating, that means that any level of virtual dating that you're doing now is more than you had planned to do. You know, last night I was out on a walk and like, I know these, this other couple that like walks for like three miles and like at night I walk around like for like half a mile and I was joking and I was like, and they were like, Oh good. It's so good to see you out. And I was like, yeah, but we like go for like one lap and you guys are going for like eight. Um, and they said, well, the, the husband kind of jokingly said, well, one lap is better than no laps. And I'm like, you're right. You know, so even if it's with the, let me just do it because it's more than I'm doing now, you know, um, that's, like I said, it's, it's getting you closer to understanding yourself and how you are in these situations and getting you closer to the ready of finding that other person. I don't know if I like went off in a tangent there a little bit. I might have. Um, 
if you did, I was totally with you. And I actually want to say something about your tangent. If, if we're calling that a tangent, um, I think just going back to, to the idea of like, we have no idea for how long we're going to be living our lives like this. I think what you said, like, even if you're not walking eight times around and you're only walking one time around for the people who give virtual dating a shot right now, they're going to be so much more equipped and able to just jump back into regular dating. Yeah. Whereas anyone who has taken a, hi- a hiatus and then this last, let's say, a year, it is going to be so much harder for them to get back into the swing of dating because it's a muscle they didn't work out for a year or longer. Yeah, getting the ball rolling. And again, if you're, if the mindset is, I'm not going to date virtually because there's no way I can find love virtually, um, then again, you in there, I can hear that scarcity mindset. So when we were talking about how awesome this dating section of your life can be, when you're, when you're going at it as like, I'm only going to do it if I know for sure, or it's the shortest, most direct route to me finding someone kind of situation. It's like saying, I'm not going to even walk until I can run a marathon. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like an illogical thing that we tell ourselves. Like you got to start, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Amy. Better start somewhere than wait forever and then find that it's so much harder to get yourself motivated because you waited for so long. So if you guys still feel stuck or still feel like you can't move forward, then then reach out to us or like check us out, follow us on Instagram. There's so many ways to connect with us. There are so many freebie goodies that we have that is full of information. Um, if you feel like you need a higher level of health, then, then let us know and we'll show you, you know, what that looks like, because this is hard. It's hard. I mean, we're isolated enough with this all going on and, and, you know, dating at all when you're, you can get very much in your head about it, you know, like even when we're out dating, what do we call before traditional dating? Yes. You can definitely get in your head. It helps to have non-biased people who, you know, do this to be able to bounce some things off of, to know if you're headed in the right direction. Cause you could definitely get that voice in your head where you're like, what is the point of me doing this? Where you kind of like open the door and then shut the door and then open the door and then shut the door and start dating and stop dating. So what we want for you is, is for you to be successful, to find a person who is right for you. And um, if you need any, you know, help, getting there, then we're on Insta. We're at successful single female. You can find us there and all the things that we have to offer and you can DM us there, you know, follow us, DM us, let us know where you're at. Yeah. I would love to, to get a text. That's like, Oh my God, I have my first virtual date. Uh, and then we can support you and send you some encouraging response or I don't know if you can send gifts and memes on Insta DMS, but if, if we can, we will, <laughs> just, I feel like you can't because I'm sure I've tried 
Yeah. Or we'll Unless find I just a good how one and then, and then like forward it to you. Cause you can do that. Yeah. And even if you're, you're, you know, you're, you have a successful virtual date or you're still feeling stuck, whatever it is, let us know. Cause we're, we're talking to you here, but you know, we want to hear from you guys too. Yeah, definitely. We would love to hear about your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we have for you guys today. Um, take it. We'd love to hear feedback. Also, if you totally disagree with us, we want to hear it too. Like, let us know where you think we're wrong. Um, and we will speak to you next time. Yes. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.